Okay. I don't think I'll ever get tired of that intro song. I love it. Love it. I don't think I'll ever get tired of that song. Welcome back to another episode of Convos with your mom's favorites with hosts Mo and Greg. I am Mo. And I am Greg. And we're back again with another great episode in store for you. Uncle G, how you doing today? I'm I'm good, nephew. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm ready to do this. Yeah, it's... It's an early Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's getting it's getting cold out. I know. I get uh, more the 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 more the temperature drops, the more excited I get. The sadder I get, because <laughs> <laughs> that means I got to put on more stuff in order to stay warm, and I hate that. Yeah, I'm just like, yes, my weather is finally here, Mm-mm. and it's only because right, I normally. Um, I don't know what it is, but I generate heat, mm-hmm. and I don't. I think I generate more heat than the average person. The average person, yeah. So it's like, okay, if it's hot outside, I'm still generating the same amount of heat. Gotcha. So I am even hotter. Gotcha. Outside, so I like the winter because then I can go outside and feel like a normal person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I understand. You know, I am the total opposite i think i generate less heat than the average person <laughs> and so during the summer on really hot days everybody else is walking around sweating and 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 in bad moods because they're hot so hot i feel that i feel absolutely normal i'm not sweating i'm not really really i'm no i'm not overwhelmed by the heat or anything i'm good I'm good. I'm I'm good on a really on a on a on an eighty to ninety degree day. I am real good now. If it goes above ninety, yeah, maybe I'm a little 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 burning at that point. But other than that, I'm good. It's when it's yeah. not, and all of a sudden I start feeling, and and it starts getting colder. I get I'm feeling a lot colder than probably your average person. See, that's crazy. Cause my, my, I, went, go ahead. I went outside one day in the winter. And I had on a coat because uh, my grandmother, I went to leave the house and I had on a hoodie and a vest. Mm-hmm. And my grandmother said, where are you going? <laughs> and I said, I'm leaving. <laughs> and she was like, not like not, that, you're not. Exactly. Where's your coat? Where's your coat? Mm-hmm. So, of course, I went back and put on a coat because mm-hmm. I don't want them problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I left and I had on, like, I left and I was with Will. Mm-hmm. And we were like, we were walking. Yeah. And we stopped, and he looked, and he said, bro, are you sweating? I said, yes, I am. He said, it's five degrees outside. Why are you sweating? He said, how are you sweating? <laughs> and yeah, it's that's, five that's degrees a outside. Question. <laughs> how are you sweating? I said, listen, bro, this coat is on, and it's hot in here. Yeah. It's, it's hot in here. It's like you had your own private sauna. Going on. Going on with you. And yeah. I'm just like, yo, that's why most times... Give me a hoodie and at most a vest in the winter. I'm good with that. Uh, I wish it could be me. Like I'm, I'm good with that. Otherwise, I just get way too hot. But go ahead. We're not here to talk about the weather. Yeah, we're here to talk about we're other here stuff. To talk about other stuff. And we're gonna take a second. Gonna take some time to get to let the people know a bit more about you, Uncle G. Okay. 
Because if they listen back to the first episode, you know all about me and the movies and TV shows that mm-hmm. I like. Mm-hmm. But now that you're a permanent co-host, okay. I think it's best that we get a better perspective mm. as to what it is you like. Okay. Well, again, my name, full name is Gregory Huggins. Um, and me, I, I love I love movies. I love television. Uh, I love music. I love the. I love entertainment like that. I love visual and 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 audio entertainment. I love it. And so I'm constantly watching TV. Matter of fact, I was telling. I think I was telling Mo the other not too long ago. I said if you were to follow me on Pinterest, on on Pinterest, and for those who may not know, that's a site where you go on and you pull different pictures or you pull different recipes and you you come up with um with with boards and you and you literally are pinning them to an electronic board that you can go back and look at them later or you can pull from them whenever you need to but anyway anyway if you go i have two particular all of my almost all of my pinterest pages are dedicated to television movies um not so much music but like television movie comic books and comic book art um i'm a big comic book comic book fan and i've been a big comic book fan since oh god since about since maybe about 12 years old you know and i'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm some 61 now so that gives you an indication <laughs> of how long i've been you know i've been doing this and you know one of the things that they do one of the things that they do with pinterest is is that you set up your you set up your board okay and you begin to pin pictures to the board but also you get to name your board and you get to um you get to name your board and you get to write a little caption. And my board that I've dedicated to television, of course, is called Favorite TV Shows. And underneath it, the caption that I wrote was, I've watched way too much television. <laughs> I'm talking about if you go look at if you if you ever go back and look at it, you'll see pictures of shows going all the way back to the fifties. Wow. Yeah. Of shows that maybe I saw in rerun when I was a, in reruns where I, when I was a kid, but these were shows that I sat down and watched religiously, and can remember lines from to this day, and 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 so it's like uh, again that's that's my my thing, and 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 I'm, I'm I'm I said I've watched way too much much TV, and way too many movies, and and there I'm always. Looking for more, looking for more, looking for the next thing. Um, I'm the type of person who, if once, if 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 it's a movie I like, and it drives my wife nuts, but if it's a movie I like, I mean I really like, I will watch it over and over and over again, and always kind of like you know, as I get older, I look at things from a different perspective. I look at things now how 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 the movie was filmed, how it you know from what how what from what perspective that they do things. I've again um, how it was written and, and who the writer was, and you know, and I'll go back and I'll read stuff about what the writer was thinking when they wrote this. And I again, I sit there and quote the lines. You know, my wife will see me if if Kill Bill is on TV. If Kill Bill's, I don't care if it's part one or part two. I don't care if it's on at the at the beginning, middle, or ending. Okay. I will sit there and watch it like it's the first time I've seen it. And my wife will come in and she'll look at me. She said, mm, kill Bill again. She said, you know Bill dies at the end. 
<laughs> I'm like, shh, don't spoil that for me. <laughs> so would you say that Kill Bill is a favorite of yours? Oh, definitely. Matter of fact, I didn't wear it today, but I have a, a T-shirt with um, one of the characters, um, Gogo Yabari, I think that's how you say the last name. But she was one of the villains in, in Kill Bill. Um, she was the one who had, I don't, have you ever seen it? Yes. Okay, you've seen the, the one who had the, the ball, who was fighting Black, yeah. Black Mamba, had the ball with the razors on it? Yes. It has her picture on the, okay. on, on the T-shirt. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, again, if, if Kill Bill is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies. But then again, so is The Wizard of Oz. I, I love The Wizard of Oz. If I'm home and it's on, I'm watching it. I'll never forget the first time I watched it with my grandson. Now, it's his first time seeing it. Okay. It's my, like, 99th time seeing it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I'm sitting there and watching it with him, and he's... He's listening to the movie, and I'm saying the lines with the characters. I'm singing the songs with the character, and he's and, I, and to him, he's thinking this is the first time I've seen it too. And he's sitting there. He turns around and he looks at me. He's like, "How do you know all of what they're saying before they say it?" I said, "Dude, I said I got. I, I didn't tell you. This is an old movie, and I've seen it a, a million times." <laughs> It's like so. I know all the lines. I know all the songs, and he was he was just sitting there amazed that like how how many times have you seen this? Too many to count. Too many to count. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what about TV shows? If you had a a favorite oh, or one of your favorite, because again, you watch as much as I had, maybe more. I will say more. Yeah. Simply because, because I'm older. You're older. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Simply because you're older. You know what? I watch a lot of. Um, I liked a lot of the old. Um, I'll tell you what I watch a lot of, like the 1960s Batman. If that's on, mm-hmm. I'm watching it. If the, if I if I find it on somewhere, not and I'm talking about the series, you yes. know, because with, with Bam and yeah, and yeah, Wham and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you about a meme I saw one time. Um, uh, and uh, but uh, I have watched that. I I love that show. And uh, it's so campy and it's so funny and it's so hilarious. But when it first started out, if you've ever watched the first four or five episodes, maybe not, maybe like the first season, they tried to they they tried to take it seriously, and those were some of the really really. Good episodes. Now towards the end, towards the end, it got real campy and real funny and 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 you know and and really over the top. Okay. I mean, everything was over the top. But in the beginning, they they really really tried to to take this thing seriously, and the performances were a lot more intense than they were and then than they were in the later in the later years. But again, um, Batman is one that I watched a lot. And if you if you go to my page for you'll see a lot of Batman memes and a lot of different pictures from the from that series. You'll also see a lot of pictures from Lost in Space, which was another series. Now again, I love I love that I love that show. The first season again, they tried to take it, and now eventually it turned into something similar to Batman, where it got real campy and real over the top. But it was I I, I it was um. 
in the beginning you watch it and and it was it was they tried they really tried to take it seriously you know and and, and they tried to be serious and it, and the character of Dr. Smith now if you look at Dr. Smith in the beginning okay. of, of the of the series and compare him to the ending towards the end toward, from from the middle to the end of the series you're like what the heck happened he was so dark that it, it was all he was so the character that he was playing was mm-hmm. so dark and 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 evil. I mean, I'll say evil. Yeah, I'll say evil and evil that he had his own theme music. Whenever his character came on to the on the screen, they had this really dark piece of music that John Williams, matter of fact, was 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 was, was the um the orchestrator of all of this. That they had this, that they would play whenever, and and it almost like the screen would get darker the minute he came onto the set, and I was and but then when you compare it to him at the end where he was always screaming and running and and yelling and crying and stuff, you're like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? What happened to him? <laughs> what, what happened to the old Doctor Smith who was constantly plotting and trying to take over and trying to and plotting their demise and and try and and so it could be so that he could get now again he still had that a little bit of that but it was hide it was hidden behind all the screaming <laughs> it was like you know gotcha. it was hidden behind yeah. all the screaming and so I watched now as again as a kid you watch it one way as an adult you watch it another way so now these are the things that I these are the reasons that I that I can still enjoy it just as much today as I did when I first when I was a kid watching it because again the, the, the I watch it from a different perspective and I'm watching and it's more I'm watching more performances I'm watching I'm I'm looking listening to the to the dialogue I'm listening to the I'm watching how they um, how things were set up and so I'm so I'm enjoying it from a different pers- from, from a different perspective but again if that's on I'm watching it um so I would say, yeah, like shows like that, they're still my favorites. Okay. You know, classics. The classics are still my favorite. You know, like the the Munsters. The Munsters are still a favorite of mine, and the and the Adams Family. Both of them. Yeah, they're they're still favorites of mine. Um, and then they're like like they're like little obscure shows where you got to see people, and and for me, for me. Um, I, I had this, I, I won't say uncanny, I had seemed to have this knack for being able to pick who's the next big thing. The first time I saw um, Tom Hanks on TV, well, actually, it was on an episode of Taxi. Okay. It was on. He was on an episode of Taxi, which was a popular sitcom at that time. He was on an episode of Taxi, but he, and he was only in a scene for maybe about, 10 minutes but in that 10 minute scene he shined he shined you were like wow and then you know fast forward to a, a couple of years after that then he's on on the show where he had they played Buffy Buffy and Hildegard um okay oh why cannot think of the name of that show they were they they were two guys it was him and Peter Scolari and they played they they needed to they needed to room they needed to get a room but the only place they could get a get a place that a, a a reasonably rated place was it was an all girl hotel so naturally they dress up as girls <laughs> trading places Not sure, was that at trading places 
Or is that? I'm thinking about Eddie Murphy. Maybe I'm thinking about Eddie Murphy. Um, bosom buddies. Bosom buddies. Yeah, bosom buddies. Um, and yeah. But he was incredible. And it was from there that eventually he went. They, they did the movie um, Bachelor Party. And after Bachelor Party, it was just like. Pfft. Yeah, he took off. He took off. And then the next thing you know. Tom Hanks had you crying about a volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and it's like, wow. And who who else did I see do? Don Cheadle. The first time I saw Don, saw Don Cheadle, it was in a picture that I thought was a great picture. It didn't last long on TV, but it was, I thought was a great series. It was one of these, it wasn't a situation comedy. It was just like a dr- drama. But the name of the show was um, Picket Fences. Okay. The name of the show was Picket Fences, and he played. It was about a small town, and and a lot of and all the stuff that goes on in the small town. But then, like the undercurrent was like there was also some other stuff going on in the small town, and he played a lawyer. Now, and this is in a pretty much a predominantly white, he all a small town, and he was a black lawyer, and but again, to see him in that, I'm sitting there watching him. I'm like, this guy. Is good. It's going places, and he's going. You know, yeah. He and he is going to be around for a long time. You know, fast and fast forward years later, and, and he's still and he's still out there slinging, and he's still doing. He's 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 still a sought after actor. Um, but yes, stuff like that. Stuff. Um, things like the obscure shows like Picket Fences. Um, and some shows you, you you know that didn't do as well, but I did like you know there so there are shows that didn't do as well. Matter of fact, one of the other characters, who I think he was he died while Picket Fences was on, um, was Ray Walston. Ray Walston, and he played the judge in the town, if I remember correctly. He played Ray Walston, and he was an actor who who was famous for fast forward years behind. I mean, go backwards. Maybe in like the sixties, might have been the fifties or sixties, but he played the character um, My Favorite Martian. That sounds familiar. He played it sounds yeah, familiar. He played which had in it a very, very young Bill Bixby. People forget Bill Bixby had been around for a long time. Most people don't really remember him except until the Incredible Hulk. But Bill Bixby was one of those again, was one of those people who had been in in the game for a while. For a while. He started I think yeah, he might have started out in My Favorite Martian, but he was always working because it went from My Favorite Martian and then eventually he 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 did several series. He did My Favorite Martian, then Courtship of Eddie Father, and then he did um The Magician was which was one of the small show which was one of the smaller shows that didn't last as long but eh, I watched it because he was in it and right. then eventually fast forward a couple of years after that he ends up doing the incredible you know the incredible, incredible. Hulk. yeah um you know and and so stuff like that but again I these this is how far back I go with television and these are the type of shows that I like. I, I mean, I love fantasy and um, fantasy and adventure, um, sci-fi type move, sci-fi type series. And so I watched a lot. And I love, of course, sitcoms. Um, you know, big sitcom fan. Uh, I don't think there's a sit. Well, there maybe late, lately there might have been some that I have not watched. But going, let's say, from maybe the. 50s to maybe within the last part of 2000s. Okay. 
I don't think there's too many that I did not watch or or try to watch at least or gave it a shot. Um, haven't seen anything that I've liked lately. Honestly, know. neither have I. Not a purposeful sitcom. Yeah. I see stuff with funny scenes. Yes. And funny characters. But as far as like sitcoms themselves go, yeah, nah. nothing's really been yeah. jumping out at me. Nah. So, uh, but that's pretty much who I am. Um, again, uh, I'm a person who loves, who loves television, who loves movies. I mean, not just likes them, but loves them. You know, so, to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm. I was the kid, uh, or even, who could not wait <laughs> for the the TV Guide Fall Preview issue to come out. Because in the TV Guide fall preview issue, they had a That's listing. How you always know. They had a listing of all the shows that was coming out, all the new shows that was coming out for the next year, and when the old shows that was returning, and they gave you all of it in one book, and you got to look at all and see all the new stuff. And I would be sitting there looking at it, figuring out what I was going to watch, which shows I was going to watch, which series were was I going to try or at least try to watch, um, and stuff like that. So I, 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 I that was me. That was how much I liked that the um, um, television. How much I liked, um, how much I liked movies, cartoons. You know, I'm a big cartoon buff. That's that's another page. That's another board you'll see if you were follow me on Pinterest. You'll see that I have a big page dedicated to um, cartoons, cartoon heroes in particular. Um, I was Hanna Barbera used to have some of the best stuff on television. Uh, I think the argument could be made that they still do. Yeah, I, I I would say that they technically they still do. Even in even going back in his going just looking at the old stuff, they still have the had made some of the had the best stuff that you would ever see on television. Because television now can't be made without references to past shows. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you can't, you won't see a cartoon to where like every cartoon that comes out now, it's you're guaranteed Hanna Barbera. They're gonna get a spot in there somewhere. Yeah, where they're gonna be paid homage to. Yeah, every episode is gonna have a Star Trek esque episode. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 a given. Star stars, Star Trek is is going to be such a part that that. They 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 can't run out of ideas because there's always a generation that comes along that has not been exposed to it yep. and is now exposed to it and goes back and looks at the old, the old stuff. So it's stuff that this is stuff that's going to be around forever. forever. They they're constantly doing new stuff and experimenting with it and experimenting with the whole concept. And now they're doing a lot of animated stuff, yep. which is awesome, which is good, which is good. It's like it's keeping it. It's kind keeping of like it alive, keep it especially alive. because with with the ever growing and ever increasing effects, yes, and yes. the more that they're able to do, yes. the better they're able, yes, to make it look with which each new version that comes out, mm -hmm. you're able. So then that captures a new audience that because you might not like the original Star Trek yep. because you're like, hey, this kind of looks. Not so great like this, you mm -hmm. know. It's just like lights on a screen and yeah. just like beep, boop, beep, boop, yeah. beep. But now I can actually do more and make it look like this is something that's very futuristic. So then it definitely gives you time. And it's like, hey, 
Let's talk. We can now, as a group, watch more of it. Mm-hmm. And you bring in new audiences and you keep the audience that you already have yep. who are excited still because something that you loved as a kid growing up yep. is still around. And still alive. It's still alive. And they're still doing new stuff with it. Yes. You know, they're still doing new stuff with it. So it, it it excites you and, and pulls you back in. And, and, it, and it was interesting to me, even, and you think about stuff like that and you think about the longevity factor of how some of this stuff can be so long, can still be around. The really good stuff seems to always be around years and years and years after for generations yeah. where now with the, with the coming, okay, when, with our generation, we saw Star Wars, um, a, a brand new hope and that particular trilogy. Now, when my son got of age to go to the movies, it was the they he I I I had the Star Wars series at home and and he watched it from home, but he wasn't able to go see it now. But then the next set, he was able to go see. He was able to see those right. and the set after that. And it's interesting because they would show pictures of fathers and sons, fathers taking their sons to the next ser- to the to the to the premieres of the next series and then and the next series after that you you saw fathers and grandfathers and t- grandchildren going right. and they're to all the going to the movies to see Star Wars and different Star Wars movies and and they're going in costume they're all going in costume and stuff speaking of which that was your costume for Halloween was sick thank you <laughs> thank you thank you that was sick um but again they, and they're all going in costume and they're having a good time but it just shows how how uh when something is good the effects that it can have on not just the the time frame for when it is but for generations to come when yeah. something when something is good and it's done well and those are the stuff that's the stuff that I like now again here yeah, yeah you got people who 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 will debate whether or not it's still being done well but just by virtue of the fact that people are still interested. It shows you something. It says something. That people are still interested. Whether and here's the thing: interested to the point where they either they'll, they'll either like it or not like it, or that goes. But they'll go see it. But the conversation, the con, they're going to go see it. Yeah, they're going to go see it. They're going to go see it. And it, so it's like, but just by virtue of the fact that 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 happens, you know, shows you the power of 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 a good show, of a good story, of a good story. You know. Because now, because here, here's the thing. Now, The Matrix Resurrections is coming out. Yes. Now, you've got a whole new generation of people, of kids, of young people, and people in general who who missed, who who may not have seen the original one on the big screen, the big, but they they've seen it since then. Yeah. But now you've got a whole new generation that's going to go see this movie, and some of the purists from the first time, from from the first three movies they'll go see it but and they'll either like it or they or they won't like it but they will go see it it. if they'll if for no other reason except to critique it they're gonna go see it or or to be reminded of how they felt the first time they saw it yeah there's going i guarantee you there's going to be something in that movie that's going to remind them of why they liked it from the beginning, I'm 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 for it. I'm I'm oh, I'm definitely I'm, for it. I'm, I'm there I'm, for it. I'm gonna go see it because I'm gonna be one of those people. Yeah. Because I didn't see 
The Matrix mm-hmm. in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I did see uh, Matrix Reloaded mm-hmm. in theaters. And I loved The Matrix. Mm-hmm. And well, I loved like the trilogy as a whole. The Matrix was great. Yes. The first time I saw The Matrix, I was blown away. Like I said. And 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 I'll still tell the story. I'll t- I'll be telling this story probably when I'm 80 to my grandchildren and great grandchildren as we're as they're watching Keanu Reeves play play the role of Neo from a from a wheelchair. Hello, <laughs> because he doesn't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. <laughs> I'll be telling them about the first time I saw The Matrix again. How. Me and my wife had no idea. We had no idea what we were going to see, and the only reason we went to see it because I wasn't—I didn't know what it was about. I didn't had no idea what I, we, we were going to see. But we won tickets. I won tickets for for the premiere in New York. No, not the premiere, but for a sneak preview. They were sneak previewing it to the audience, and then I guess trying to get a test run to see how it would play out in the theaters. Yeah. So no but this this was about a week before it was going to be released and they were just testing it, doing test runs. And I guess if it had not done as well and here's the thing, if it had not done as well as it had as well as it did in the sneak previews, the studio probably would have then taken it back. They would have taken it back and um redid some stuff. But at any rate, we go to this theater we get tickets. We have no idea of what we're going to see, and but we went because it was free. Right. <laughs> so we go to, and they showed it in an old, in the, one of the one of the old theaters in Manhattan, where the screen was like twelve feet high, you know, and the, and the theater was super huge, and there must have been about, I say. 150, No, there had to be over maybe maybe close to two hundred people. Okay. In, in the theater, that's how big the theater was, and everybody's sitting there watching it. Nobody really knows what's going on, you know. It's just you know how it comes yeah. on, and it opens up with Agent Smith, and and with Agent Smith telling the policeman, he said he goes up to the policeman, he and he says, "Did they get her?" And he said, "He said, yeah, my men just he just went in." He says, "My men," and he and he's like, "Your men went in already?" He said. And the, the cop said, yeah. He said, oh, then your men are already dead. And everybody's like, okay, all right, all right. And so then they, they show Trinity, of course. You, you know the scene. They show yeah. Trinity. She's at the computer. She's doing something. You're like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? You're sitting there like, what's going on? And the guys come in with the guns, and they're like, all right, freeze. And then they, you know, they, they, they're telling her to get up. And she gets up. She turns around. And then she does that favorite scene. Yeah, it's so good. 200 people in a theater gasped because we had never seen anything like that. I mean, everybody was like, oh, bleep. Yeah, man. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those moments. One of those moments. And that, after that, the roller coaster took off. And never stopped. And did never. not stop. And did never not stopped. stop. It was like... I mean that, and that was what struck me is like it was like everybody simultaneously was like, and I'm sure if any of the producers or actors were in the theater at the time, I'm sure they probably was like, "Yes, 
yeah, this is what we will. This is this, this is what we wanted because everybody in the theater was like, oh, oh. <laughs> and it just went was, crazy. That was a fantastic scene. It, and now, okay, go ahead. We get to have that moment again. Yes. I said, and I'm I'm going to be looking. I see. Here's the thing, because here's the thing. When you go back and you see sequels, and when you go back to see sequels and prequels and all this other stuff, you're looking, um, for the thing that you that first drew you in. Yeah, you're looking for the magic. You're looking for that. You're looking for something that that the, that first drew you in. Yeah. You know the thing that made you that made you gasp, and you're going to be looking for that kind of you're going to be looking for that moment. Now you might get it, and you might not, but that's what you, that's the reason you go back. That's what makes you go back. That's the reason you go back because you're still looking for that. You know, and even with reboots themselves, yes. like the prequels, the sequels, and with reboots, now they're doing the reboots. You're trying to, and I hate it, but that's not what we're we're not going to go there today. Um, but that's what you go you go back and you look for the magic. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to stay right there looking for the magic because I think though his movies aren't um they're not like trilogies mm-hmm. or things of that nature. But he has often said in interviews that they kind of take place in like a similar universe. They're all in the same universe. You know what? And I and until you mentioned that, I never thought about it like that. But yeah, you're right. You're right that they take place in a similar universe. I'm going to talk about Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I was going to say better tell tell everybody who we're talking. We're, about. we're talking about Quentin Tarantino because I am, and and now that we can now that we've given it that kind of like that flavor or that or that that feel, we can call it the the, the Tarantino verse. Yes, the Tarantino verse, <laughs> because. All of his, I, he said it that they all take place, yeah, in like the same universe, yeah, and that if you watch them, but it's not as blatant as the MCU, yeah, no, no, to whereas you know wholeheartedly without effect that these that is taking place in the same universe because you won't, um. So we're like, you'll know that it's all in the same universe because you'll have uh, Thor with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that blatant. It's very subtle. But And I think that that's one reason why you can tell a Tarantino film. Yes. You can tell a Tarantino film. And when you finally sit back and you you kind of you kind of get an understanding that 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 all of these films they're not interconnected. But not like the Marvel verse, but they, but you, you get a feeling that they're t- they're all they're all in the same, yes, universe. They're all in the same universe. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I got and, it. I, and me personally, I can. You give me any Tarantino movie at any point in the movie, mm-hmm. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, again, I, I if it's on and and. And I'm sitting there, and, and I'm not like I said, nothing else is on, and I and I catch it. I it, it could be in the middle, <laughs> it could be in the beginning, it could be towards the end. I'll sit there and watch it, with the exception of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really, I still have not finished that movie. Really, why? Why haven't you finished it? Because I was going to bring that one up. 
I fall asleep on it every time I watch it. Okay. Really? Yes. Oh my. I don't know what it is about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I I, I haven't finished it and I don't know. I I don't know. Really? I can't get through it. Oh my god. And it's not a long or ponderous movie. And I think what the well for me, that what really interests me is is I'm a big almost anything about you know, I'm a, a the, the the whole that whole particular era of Hollywood. Um and that whole particular era of what happened during that particular time with the um the Manson family and and all yeah. that 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 whole that whole story always fascinated me. So to have it being done, have it being Tarantinoed, was just a, you know for, for yeah. me was just like another reason for me to watch it. I was like, okay, now it's being in, in indoctrinated or put into the Tarantino universe. So now I got to see what how he spins on it. And I thought the way he spin he his spin on what had happened because he's telling. He's he's kind of like retelling the story, but in light of another story that was going on simultaneously in that same area, in that right. same area. And I was like, oh wow, this is pretty cool. So it's not like he's retelling the Manson fam, the Manson family story, but he's kind of like retelling it from the you know, in 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 light of what another group of people were experiencing. And it's like, all right, you got these people experiencing this, but then maybe two doors down from there, this from is them, what's going on. This is going on. This horrible accident that this horrible not uh, accident, this horrible tragedy that is still ho- of the stuff of Hollywood legend and Hollywood nightmare, you know, yeah. that people will never ever forget, you know. So, it's interesting. I, 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 I thought that was the way he did it was 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 incredible. And but you know it's really interesting to me how a lot of times they try to I mean they praise Tarantino for his genius they praise him for his 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 ability to make you know his 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 genius and his ability to make good move good movies, good movies you know but the come come Academy Award time they might he might get a nod but you very rarely does he win anything. Does he win anything? Which or, is... or, or if the movie wins anything, it's not for like best picture or it's not one of the really big. It's not in the big categories. The big that category. he, it's not in the categories he should be winning in. Exactly. And with this movie, this was the first movie in a long time that was getting those kind of awards. You know, Brad Pitt won one, and that shocked me to death. When I, when it was, I was like, matter of fact, I didn't even watch the Oscars that year. I didn't even watch the Oscars because I was like, eh, same. It's going to be the same old crap. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even watch it that year. And only to get up the next morning and find out Brad Pitt won. I was like, Brad Pitt won? I said, they like this. They... But again, it was because of the movie, the, the, the story and, the, and his performance in the movie. It was it was yeah. really good. Don't get me wrong; it was shot very much Tarantino. Oh like, yeah, it oh was, definitely. Like it was, it it definitely had his. I guess as the as the saying goes, it had his stank on it. Yes, Lord. And I will never like I will always love the man because one thing Tarantino is going to give you is a fantastic monologue. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to give you that monologue. And I think that's part of what it is that like drew me to his movies. Mm-hmm. Not so, not necessarily so much like because a lot of his movies are like violent and it's like over the top, like oh blood God. and gore. <laughs> and 
stay right there for a second. What made me, I, it, it took me the longest time to watch Reservoir Dogs because of that. Really? It took me a long time to watch Reservoir Dogs because the violence in it was so over the top that I would just like, oh, I can't watch this. Oh, no. And, 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 yeah, and I've watched some, I have watched some violent stuff, but that was so over the top that I just could not. I, I was like, oh, no. Eventually, I, I got through it. But it took me it took me a while. It took me a long time to, to get to yeah. get to that point. Well, it didn't it didn't for me. I was like I sat there and I watched it and I said, "Fan." When I watched it, because it wasn't one of my first Tarantino movies that uh-huh. I watched. Uh-huh. But when I actually did sit down and watch it, I was like, "Fam, I should have been seen this movie because it is it is fantastic. Like it, oh, it, it is, is it. like top tier. It's like you kind of wonder. It's one of those movies where it's like, how do you do? this repeatedly yeah how are your movies this good repeated repeatedly without feeling like it's the same movie yeah yep mm-hmm. because it's like fam the storylines are completely different they still have very similar elements mm-hmm. but you don't feel like he copy and pasted yeah. anything yeah nah. from one story to the next no nah. mm-hmm not at all. Not at all. Because even the movies that like they feel like they're similar and that that's part of what makes it seem like it's in the Tarantino verse. Yeah. Because Pulp Fiction and even Reservoir Dogs feels like they took place like two states apart from each other. Exactly. Like they were yeah, like like they were simultaneously going on at the same time. But then they're not even the same movie. No. Not at all. They're completely different. Each one has its own shine and spark to it. Yep. Because, and then it's the the actors, I feel. I'm like, fam, you have some movies. Like, for example, John Travolta. Mm -hmm. He was great. Awesome. In Pulp Fiction. And, yes, yes. But then you have some John Travolta movies, and you're like, fam, like you know, you can act better than this. Yeah. He has the he. I don't know his characters, and then he has this uncanny ability to to match actors that you would not normally see that or you, or, or you think never of. Thought. You would have never thought to put in these roles and make it work, and make it work. And 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 make and make it work, and it's it's like now you couldn't see anybody else but John, but, them. but John Travolta playing that role. You couldn't, you couldn't see it. You couldn't see nobody else doing that role. I mean, how long is how long is Ving Rams Rams Rams? How long is he in Pulp Fiction? Maybe twenty minutes. Maybe but twenty. You minutes. remember? Yeah. <laughs> You remember that. You ca- remember him. You remember that character. You remember those lines. He had the best line in the whole freaking movie, where he says, "We're talking about we're gonna get yeah. there and go medieval." Well, yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna get medieval." <laughs> I'm like, "Fam, you hear it in his, you hear the pain and the anger in his voice, like you feel the rage." And it's and and, and it's not like he was yelling it but at just, all. At all, he was very calm. He was like he was very. 
case. He was very civil in his tone. <laughs> so even when I hear his even when I hear his voice in the Arby commercials, because you know it's him. Yes. And you, you, you're sitting there listening to it, and but in my head I'm thinking, I'm hearing him say, "I'm about to get, eat, I'm about to get medieval on these, you know." Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, and you go from doing that to Arby's to Arby's commercials, <laughs> Arby's commercials. I said, "You're scaring me about eating that Arby's, man." <laughs> because even going before he started doing the Arby's commercials, when uh-huh. he used to do the the ADT commercials. Yes. Yep. I'm like, fam. I'm not going at that house yeah. if Ving Rhames is standing in front. <laughs> no, I've seen Pulp Fiction. Oh, I've seen Pulp Fiction, man. And even though they don't even show what he they does, don't show what, you, you what know. he did to these guys. You can use your but, imagination. But it's just like, you just think about medieval. I'm like, oh, God, I can imagine what he must have done to these guys. Because it's like, yo, it's like, wow. Yeah. It's 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 things like that because the, the best thing that he could have ever done was put Sam Jackson and any of his movies because one Sam Jackson is just a phenomenal actor anyway by himself anyway anyway but his work in Pulp Fiction yeah and The Hateful Eight yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I was like fam this is this is acting yeah right here yeah because again it's all about tone and everything. The man is quoting scripture before he kills someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, he was. And it was funny because I said, you know, I kind of feel like when he said it, like mm-hmm. how he said that scripture, mm-hmm. that's how it was written. Yeah. Like I feel like the person, like the person was that angry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> We're writing that scripture. He was able to convey that because it's like you would think you would you would think all right. You you see that written on the script, and he's like, okay, how do I make this memorable? How do I? I wonder what what what? How do I make the character say this in a way that it's going to resonate, or is going to, to that, that it'll draw some sort of reaction from the person. That 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 you're speaking to, and from the audience, and so when he does that line, you're listening to him. You're like, he sounds like a he sounds like a like he's preaching. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like he oh, sounds like he sounds like, like he's in the middle of a revival, like he's right in, now. Yeah, yeah, like he is like he is in the middle of a big tent revival. Yep, and he, and he is laying it down. One of them fire and brimstone yeah. preachers. Cause that just it's just and you will know my name is the Lord, <laughs> and I was like, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, go ahead, mm-hmm, go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead, preach that, sir, preach pre- that thing, pre- yeah, pre- preach that, sir. Go uh-huh. ahead. We got you, we got you. I'm right uh-huh. here, I'm following uh-huh. you. Say, <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, but then even in like him in the hateful eight, when he sat down across from the Confederate general, yes. Yes. And he told them the story of what happened to his son. Mm-hmm. I said, fam, how? It's incredible. Like I said, he and he'll draw up like he, he gets actors and actresses that you that maybe that you have not even seen in a good in a movie 
and he'll bring them in and all of a sudden make them stars again, make them yep. relevant again, make them want, make them and put them back out there. And and case in point, you go you you go see um, Kill Bill. I think it was in the second one, Kill Bill. Daryl Hannah's performance. Now Daryl Hannah was big, was a big name at some, at one point, but she kind of fell off. You know, again like actress, yeah. you know, she was big during the eighties. You know, she was young. She's again Splash was her big coming out thing, and she was. She had some good movies after that, but then she just kind of disappeared, kind of like fell off, you know, fell off. And I'm sure I'm sure she was working somewhere. But again, next thing you know, she's in Kill Bill. One of the best scenes to me in Kill well, again, like you're talking about the, the monologue, was when she goes, she, she's, she's trying to, well, he thinks, Bill's brother, Bud, thinks she's coming to kind of like pay him off for killing Black Mamba, who they don't know isn't who isn't dead yet. Right. Um, so and and also to buy his sword, to buy his sword, uh, his his samurai sword. So she brings him five million dollars. She has it in a suitcase. She brings it. They one of the coolest scenes is seeing her coming down in a in a vintage Thunderbird riding down the highway. Her hair is flowing out the back, and she's got she's riding. She's riding. Got an eye patch on, and she's coming in there. And they're playing this really crazy music in the yep. background. She gets there, and she's talking to Bud, and she's like, "Okay." He says, "She's like, is that the sword?" He said, "Yeah." She said, "Well, that's your money." And all of this is happening in this little crappy trailer. So he goes and he's opening the trailer. And then the first time you see it, 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 it surprises you. He opens the thing. He's looking at the money and he's laughing because now he's got $5 million and sitting right in front of him. And he's going thinking and probably thinking about how he's going to spend it. Um, and he's taking the money out. He's laughing. He's like, next thing you know. He moves the dollars, and there's a snake sitting right there. And the snake looks, jumps up and bites him three times, hits him three or four times. And after, while he's on the floor twitching from the poison that the snake put in him, and she looks at him, she's like, oh, oh, I forgot to tell you. She said, bud, meet the black mamba. Black mamba, meet bud. And, she's, and she goes on this monologue telling telling you about how deadly the snake is. She said, um, it's, she, she, she starts off by saying, that you, they say in Africa that, um, that in the bush, an uh, elephant can kill you and a rhino can kill you. She said, but only with the black mamba is death assured. <laughs> she said, hence calling it Death incarnate, and she goes on to, to, to continue to talk about how big, how how deadly the snake is. And she says one of the coolest lines to me in that monologue was when she says, she's reading it, and she's talking to Bud, who is dying on the floor from all the poison. And she says to him, and she says, she says, oh, she says, yes, he the, the snake will inject levels of poison gargantuan levels of poison then she looks at the she looks at the paper she says you know i always like that word gargantuan so often but she says she said but don't often get to use it in a sentence <laughs> i was cracking but it 
it's just like the like the writing, the monologues, that, that, and just yeah. stuff like that always stick with you. Always. Always stick with you. Because I remember learning for the first time, and then there's also Tarantino and Sam Jackson, but and the first time I saw Django Unchained. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. one, that movie was spectacular from beginning to end. Yes. But when I first learned that the scene where uh, Leo is giving his monologue yes. at the dinner table mm-hmm. and he breaks the glass. Mm-hmm. When I first learned that him breaking the glass and cutting his hand wasn't planned. Wow. And that that he kept doing that. So the scene, you know how he like he's giving the monologue mm-hmm. and he cuts his hand on the glass mm-hmm. and then he smears the blood on mm-hmm. Kerry Washington's face. Mm-hmm. That was a genuine response because... He was not intent. That was real blood. Like he actually wow. cut his hand, but he just kept going in the scene. So when he smeared the blood on her face, that like genuine like fear she felt, yeah, was it wasn't it wasn't her acting. That was literally how her reacting to him like smearing blood because she, on her face. Now that you mentioned that, that gives me a whole new bit vision for the scene because now I see that scene I'm realizing that she stayed in character yeah because she was blind and she had to pretend as she I mean not pretend, she had to act as if she didn't see what he was what, what he was, was doing what he was doing but she was just reacting to the feeling of it that was good that yeah. was good that was good I was like for him how do you do that yeah. like how do you not even see like, cause you see him cut his hand, yeah, but you don't even think to just stop the Mm-mm. scene to fix it, but to know to just be like, "Yo, just keep rolling." Let's see where this let's goes. see where this goes. Let's see where the, where this goes. And I'm happy that it went where it went because that's one of the best scenes wow. in the movie was him doing that. That one and the Ku Klux Klan scene is one of the funniest scenes in all of cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when he was sitting there, he was like, I can't really see out of mind good. He was like, hey, man, shut up. My wife worked real hard on these. <laughs> and just the the back and forth banter about, like, uh, everything that went on. It was just, that whole scene was just great. And it was just, it was one of, it was a Tarantino scene. Yeah. And it's it's great that you can kind of know now, hey, this is a Tarantino film. Just by looking at it. And for those of you who are listening, if you have not gone back and watched some of these movies, you should. I guarantee. Go, please. Treat as the old saying: "You treat yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself." I guarantee you, you will. You you. It, it, you'll enjoy them. You will enjoy them, or you'll find, and you'll find some that you'll enjoy more than others. But you will, and you will find something enjoyable about all of them. All of them, I guarantee you. I promise, I guarantee you. I concur. You should definitely watch Tarantino movies. He definitely deserves his flowers. He yeah. shouldn't be. Uh, he shouldn't be one of the ones who gets the the honorary. Awards. You took the words right out of my mouth. He I was. Sh- he I definitely it. shouldn't get the honorary award. He should get. He should get the award for best picture, because he put he, out he put the out best, best picture the that best year. Picture. Yeah, and he and he deservedly 
should get the reward because again yeah. because he, because he made his movies are good. He, he made quality. He made he makes quality stuff. And it's like fam, one they are a bit long. Yeah. Excuse me. But you don't know it. No. Until you're finished. And therein lies the the pull of a good story. Is like you can is when you when you when you can sit there and you can listen to a story or watch a story, watch a movie, and it can be three hours long. But you are so invested in this movie. You are so invested in the story. You are so invested in the characters. You are so invested in the cinematography. You yeah. are so drawn into this movie that when it finally is over, you're sitting there, you're looking, and you look at your time. You look at the time, and you're like, I was in there for three hours? Wow. It nope. doesn't feel like it. I didn't, it didn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it. That's what happens every time I watch Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. That you can sit there and watch Lord of the Rings for three hours. And again, most of us, and we did that. We did that the first yeah. time we went to the theater. You know, nobody went there. The, when when you went and saw the first, the, you know, the the Lord of the Rings, you weren't thinking that you're going, wow, I'm going to be sitting here for three hours. No, you sat there. You didn't even realize when it was over. that. And when it was over, you're sitting there like, that's it? And you go outside and it's dark. Right. <laughs> And I'm like, wait, wasn't it light when I went to this movie theater? Wasn't the, wasn't the sun out when I went to the movie theater? Yeah, because they didn't really show you the the length of the movie. No, like they do now. Yeah, yeah. before to, like you went to the movie just going to see the movie. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't know. You wasn't. You weren't thinking about how long. How long you were going to actually be in yeah, the theater? Yeah, you just went. You just went, and you just went and saw them, and it was even if the movie was good. You sat through it, and you had no idea how long you were sitting there. Yeah. If it wasn't, you felt every agonizing yes. minute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, and but that's a that that's that's a quality movie if you yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, because one, I knew how long Endgame was because they talked about it. Yes. They they like they talked about it at length of how good that, but. Still, did it, did it feel that long? No, it didn't. Did not. It didn't feel that long. It was, it was such an incredible ride that you didn't even realize how long you sat there until you, till the movie was over, and then you realized, I gotta go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh, and I every, really gotta go to the bathroom. And everybody's running out, the, out, the, out the theater because they gotta go to the bathroom because they sat there. For the whole movie and nobody moved. That and because 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 you knew it was a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. I def well one, any movie I go see, I'm getting a large drink. Yeah. Just off I'm getting a large drink. Just off the strength. Mm-hmm. But for that movie, I definitely had to get a large drink. Yeah. Because Three and a half hours. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get a little thirsty sitting yeah, there. Yeah, you sat. You sat and then you kind of like sipped it for the yeah, whole three hours. For the whole three hours. Yeah. So and you were finished it pretty much by the time the movie was over yeah. because you had sat there and watched it. But you were there for three hours. You so, know, whereas before you would have had something left over and just you know tossed it or took it back, took it with you. 
Yeah, depending on how much you had. Yeah. I also, I like, you know, you get the free refill. So I definitely am the guy, if I finish a drink mm-hmm. or if like I have like a little bit left, mm-hmm. I'm definitely, before I leave, I'm going to hit the, vin- I'm going to hit the, uh, the, the soda machine, soda again. machine again and just, you know, refill my cup on my way out. Like, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. You told me I get a free refill with this cup anyway, so I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. Paid like $75 for this <laughs> cup, so I'm going to use it. Oh, that is one thing I do not miss about the movies. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, that was one thing I didn't miss about the movies. So expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So expensive. Well, there's a thank, thank God for matinees. You know, matinee, if you can get there for a matinee and get the, you know, and take advantage of the matinee prices. Yeah. That's why I miss uh, the movie theaters over here in Bayonne. Because mm-hmm. they had a $6 Tuesdays. Yes. Yes. And then you could get a medium popcorn yep. for two fifty. Yep. yep. I miss so like, that theater bro, too. I'm like, bro, you got ten dollars and you was you good. got a movie and a snack. Like, <laughs> like that was that yeah. was great. Will yeah. told me it was my fault that the movie closed down. Why? Because uh we were going. Like that was when we went to the movies uh-huh. on Tuesdays because um that was he would have off work on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And this was before I have the job I have now. Mm-hmm. So we would go on Tuesdays. That's when we went to go see the movies. But um, the job I have now, I work nights. Mm-hmm. So because I work nights during the oh, week, we couldn't go to the movies. Go to the movies anymore. Yeah. So he said that I was the reason that the movie theater closed down. <laughs> oh, because you wasn't. Because they, they wasn't getting that revenue. Yeah, they weren't getting the usual. Because it was like it had gotten to the point where we were just going to see movies, just for the sake of going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Not because it was something we really wanted to see. It was like, yo, what are we doing tonight? You want to go to the movies? Yeah. Let's go to the movies. So you got $10? Let's go. Right. It was like, because, again, it was like a $6 ticket. Yeah. yeah. You could scrounge up $6 yeah, to go to the you movies. You got that right. You could, you can find that. You can get that in change. Right. You got and that laying like, around you know, let's, let's go to the movies. But, yeah, I can't believe they're making it a school. Is that what, that's what they're doing to it? That's what they're doing to the building. They're turning it to a school. I'm like, fam, no, someone should have bought this. I wish I had the money. Yeah. I'm like, fam, because I'd have bought that and I'd have renovated it because yes. that's all that needed to happen was the seats were very uncomfortable. Yeah, they needed to redo those seats. They just If you redid the seats, yeah, that's all you needed to do yeah. was redo the seats and yeah. you would have been fine. Yeah. And then because where else am I going to go see D-Box movies now? Nowhere. Do, do they do them anywhere? I don't know. I don't even know if they do them anymore, or or at any other theater. Far as I remember, the theater in Bayonne was the only one they did that. They I know, did but that was such an experience, though. I never tried if you, it. I never it tried was so it. good if you saw the right movie. Yeah, because when we did it for the first time, we went and saw Jurassic World. Uh huh. Now that in those seats was amazing because whenever the um, <laughs> Indominus Rex would walk, uh huh. Like he would step, and you know how like they would do the glass shake. Yeah. Your chair would rumble. Oh wow! And then you kind of like just moved in the seat as yeah. the movie was going on. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gave you, it kind of, it added an extra layer to movies. Wow! But then I also went, and a friend of mine wanted to try I, it. I never tried. I never tried. But what did y'all go see? We went and saw uh, the Hunger Games: Mocking Jay Part Two. Uh-huh. That was a waste of money and time. <laughs> You didn't like Mockingjay? No, I like the movie itself. Okay. okay. But to see it in, oh, in D-Box, D-box. Okay. was okay. a waste of money. Okay. Because D-Box seats were like, they weren't 
cheap no, either. No, they were. That's why I never did it because it was not. It was not cheap. But no, uh, um, if you saw like a Marvel movie or like a movie like a movie like that, mm -hmm. it was definitely worth it mm -hmm. to see it, especially because you had. Um, it was the chairs moved, yes, but then they also had like intensity levels. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that was fun. Really? Because I always turn the intensity all the I way know up. I would have. Yeah. You, like I want all I the want shakes. All of it. <laughs> I want all of it. <laughs> if I'm supposed to be feeling like I'm on a roller coaster, I want yeah, all of I it. Want all the shakes. But yeah, uh, we're gonna switch real quick. Go ahead. Um, because you just recently saw Shang Chi. Yes. And you said you didn't really you know what? care for it. And again, as I was telling you before, I well, you said you liked it. Yes, I won't. I didn't. You know, I, I didn't. I'm and please, 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 do not send me hate mail about you know, your Asian hating or no. That's I love Asians. I love Asian culture. I love. I'm. I mean, I love people. I, I'm. I'm not that. I'm not that guy. I just expected more. I did not think. I didn't. You know, it was. It was a well-made movie. Yeah, but the storyline. I. Do, I was not. I wasn't feeling the story. And as I was telling Mo, I, I explained to him the reason that I wasn't really feeling the story was because, again, as I stated before earlier in today's in today's broadcast, as I stated before, I'm a big comic book nerd. I, I mean, and when they did Shang-Chi, it was the, the title of the book was Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu. And again, it was a good book. Now, I, 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 I kind of understand why they had to make some revisions in the story because of the fact that Shang-Chi, if you read if you read the if you or go back and can find can find the the um the find it in 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 what is it paperback what do they call those um in trade paperback if you can find the trade paperback of let's say the first 10 15 issues maybe the first 10 issues just to get a feel of the story that they that they should have told you find out that Shan Chi, and they did tell, they kind of told it a little bit because they made him the the son. He was the son of a warlord, and the, of an ancient warlord who was still alive, right? Okay. But what happens is the fact that in the comic book he was the son. He was the son of of the of the ancient warlord, not warlord, and and master ch Chinese villain criminal name called and if when i say the name some of you might know who it was and some of you may not but i guarantee you if if your grandfather if your fathers or grandfathers were you know red red pulp pulp paper pulp fiction paperbacks mm -hmm. when they were kids they know who he is he was called fu manchu and he was the he was a chinese villain and if you ever seen pictures of him google him please be and you'll kind of like get an idea why they might have shifted with the storyline because he's the traditional Chinese villain with the long fingernails mm -hmm. and the long Mandarin mustache and the slanty eyes and and the, and the Chinese garb and talking with the Chinese broken English accent. Okay. And and I can kind of understand why you might not have wanted to do that kind of movie movie because of the fact of the culture. Again, yes. I, I, I get it. I understand. I understand. I because I, I understand because you know I wouldn't have wanted to see 
to see I, I'm a black man. I wouldn't have wanted to see my race or 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 my my culture taken advantage of, you know. And we and, and we did not get that in the black plant in the no, black we panther. We got, they were very it, they were very it, we did not get that in the black. And so here's the thing: I understand why they didn't make it, but to me, they took so many so much liberty with the story till the fact that to me. Just, and, and please understand, this is just me. It was almost like they whitewashed the Asian culture. That was that's just the way I perceived it. And I was talking with my son about it, and he and when I, we had the conversation, he kind of understood where I was coming from with it. I said it was kind of like they 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 whitewashed it. They didn't. I, I think they should have found a way to tell the story, um, without seeming quote unquote racist or without seeming um without the 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 the, the, the cultural racism of the day because again this was the way they perceived Asians in the fifties. Okay. Cartoony. And 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 so I, I get I, I understand it. Matter of fact, that was one of the reasons why they probably did the Mandarin the Mandarin, if you go back and if you Google him the character the Mandarin and go back in 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 the Iron Man comic books he was portrayed the same way. The, the character, so I understand why, and so I was. In, that was why I was kind of interested when they were bringing in the character of the Mandarin into Iron Man three, only to find out that they made him this joke of a character, and not even you know not even making him a villain, but he was a caricature. Caricature. That's what it was. That's the word I'm looking for. They weren't so much. Dr. Fu Manchu um, and the Mandarin back in the in, in back in, in the Marvel comic days and in and, and, and pulp fiction day and what well, the day of the the day of the pulp novel um, and the day of the in the earlier days of the comic, they were more caricatures than characters. Gotcha. And so I see why you might may not have wanted to do that to and again because of the culture we live in you didn't want to do that and I and I and so and maybe again also because Marvel is also you know was still kind of smarting over the fact that they did what they did to the Iron Fist or what they did in the Iron Fist because a lot of a lot of the of a lot of Asians were upset yeah with, because they made him a white dude but in the comic book he was white Google it when you get a chance. In the comic, Daniel Rand was a white man. Was a white male. He grew up in, and they, and you, you find out he 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 grew up in this in the mythical city of Kunlun, but he was a white man. It's because of the fact that his his, plan, his his parents' plane crashed, and he was found, and he was found by by the Thunderer, and he was taken to the mythical city of Kunlun, and they trained him in kung fu. They trained him in, in the martial arts, but he was a white he was a white kid, and so I, I didn't under, so I didn't understand that. But again, again, because of the fact that they caught so much heat because of that, I can understand why Marvel did not want to make that same mistake again with Shang Chi. But in the process of retelling the of, of trying not they, I think they took too many. To me, again, this is just me. <laughs> I'm just talking. For me, it was like they took too many liberties with the story. Well, see, it, yeah. they, I don't, going back briefly to mm -hmm. Iron Fist, yes. then if that's how it was initially, mm -hmm. 
I, I get it. Mm-hmm. But take a seat. Yeah. If they're sticking to. Yeah. Because you have those of us who, if Marvel doesn't tell the story exactly how it was in the comics, mm-hmm. you get upset. Yeah. I'm not that guy. And, and see, but here's, go ahead, but go ahead, finish your point. Finish your point. Like, there are those who, you know, they get yes. upset if yes. they don't tell exactly yes. how it was yes. in the comics. Don't take any liberties at all. Give it to me straight, exactly how it was written. And that's how they want it. But mm. then you have those, I'm going to, me included, not me included, but, mm. you know, like me, mm. who didn't really read exactly the comic books. So you didn't have a problem with it. So I didn't. Not that I didn't have a problem with it, but I wouldn't even have known. Yeah. Like, I can get why, yes, you get upset because it was a white dude playing him. Yeah. But if I don't know because I didn't read the comics, exactly. that in the comics, that's a yeah. white guy. Yeah. You're not going to. I can't get mad if you're not they just know. did it, if they did it exactly how it was in the comics. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. if that's who it was, then that's who it was. And I can't get mad if that's how they wrote the comic. Yep. And I dare say a lot of people who were upset over Iron Fist were probably people who did who not, didn't read the comics did and not, didn't know it and did not know that. And so, but nonetheless, Marvel still took a lot of heat. They just thought it was another example yeah. of yeah. Marvel whitewashing. Yeah, exactly. And to me, this was a bigger, you know. Again, if you go back and you look at Shang Chi. This is during the the original and even the original artwork for Shang Chi. Um, he looked like because Bruce Lee was hot. This is during Bruce Lee's heyday. Mm-hmm. That's who they drew him. That's who they modeled him after. He looked like he looked like Bruce Lee, and that's who they modeled him after. See, then that's yeah. another reason you couldn't really yeah. like. Yeah, but and um, here in this movie. He didn't look like Bruce Lee and fought more like Jackie Chan. That's who he reminded me of. Yeah. His whole characterization. It definitely seemed more, because Jackie Chan, he knows Kung Fu, yes, but yeah. it seemed more of a, It's it was more comical. Exactly. This, and, uh, and going back, because again, there are some similarities to the story, to the original story, and then there's a lot of liberties that they took, a lot of changes that they made. And again, Please understand, I understand why they made the changes, but just just for myself, and I keep that's why I keep saying just for me, I had a I I, I was a little it, it, it took away it took away from the movie. The movie was beautifully made, beautifully shot. Um the acting was okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it was the greatest, right. but it was okay. And and it seemed to me that they didn't put a lot of emphasis into into the story. And then the fact that they brought in the whole Mandarin thing that they that I'm still kind of like raw about as from Iron Man 3. Um, they brought in that whole Mandarin thing and made him a principal character in this they movie. Did. But I guess they they had to but if you listen to the dialogue and, and when you get a chance, watch it again. If you listen to the dialogue, they use him. They use him to kind of like justify the ten rings being there. They try to and and to to kind of like you, yeah they, to justify all that. So what you find out, spoiler alert, is that the 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 member Shang Chi's father, yeah, who had the ten rings, he's the original Mandarin. 
Remember, because remember in Shanxi, he's you find out he's the original man miner, and the reason he had that other guy there was because he had gone to kill him. Yep, he had broke him out of prison to kill him for for impersonating impersonating him, and then he's well to hear to hear um the cat that the other character to hear him say it. He said, but he liked my acting so much that he he instead hired me to put on performances. For the people at his camp, I was like, "What?" <laughs> like that, that doesn't make sense. I was like, "What? What?" I said, "Y'all got that off." I said, "You know what?" I said, "Y'all." I said, "Marvel, y'all got that off." But you know what? That that was sloppy. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you just got to get yeah, it done. I get, I get sometimes it. Sometimes you just got to get it done by any means necessary. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And because at the end of the day, I was talking to my son. And I said, at the end of the day, all of this has been done because it's, this movie is a big lead in to the Doctor Strange movie. Yes. And the Doctor Strange movie seems to be the, the, is going to be the 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 um the nexus or the, 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 the really big jump off from where this whole storyline is going. The multiverse, the, this whole multiverse tale is going. So again, so they had to bring him in and bring that in and get that in. And all of this is designed and all of these, because all of these movies are designed leading and pointing towards that movie because that's going to be the movie that's going to um, be, just like, just like everything led to the Avengers. Yeah. All these other, all this, these other su- projects are leading to Doctor Strange. To the Doctor Strange movie, which is going to be the big one and and the real and the one that's going to propel the story into the next to the, to the next however many movies they're going to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I I and again watching it and and keeping that in mind, I was able to get through the movie again. Again, did I enjoy it as probably as much as I probably would have if they had done something else with the story? Because here's the thing. To me, that was just lazy writing. Sorry, Marvel. Um, that, was just, <laughs> that was just lazy writing. And you, I, think you, I think they could have done something better and still been true to the tale without coming off in a racist manner because what what you find ah and i just just came to me what you find out even in the iron man comics the mandarin moves and and that's why they were able to do that in this movie the mandarin changes because i just i just thought about this the mandarin changes he, he starts out being a caricature wearing the ten rings and the whole mandarin garb and mm-hmm. talking in you know talking in in the in the in in, in broken english you know you, you know how you know how yeah. They, yeah you know how they did um talking like that to now in the in the, in they they did an update a revamp of the character now he's a big corporate he's a big corporate terrorist i guess you could call him a corporate terrorist he still has the rings and he's still the man but now he's in 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 armani suits and stuff like that which they could have done yeah which they could have done. They could have done that in the Iron Man movies, and they could have brought that over into the because and brought that over into into the, into this if that's what they wanted to do. So now, what we find out is Shan Chi is uh, is he's the son of a very powerful Asian, 
but he's not the that's not his father in the comic books. The Mandarin is now his father. And again, to me, that was just lazy writing. Lazy writing. That was just lazy writing. You could have updated Dr. Fu Manchu. Of course, you would have had probably, ex- and then, yeah, 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 you would have had to explain who he was, or maybe not, because most people don't know who he is. Right. You, could have just people... add, you could have just added, just added him in. Because, again, I think that's part of what it was for me, mm-hmm. because I didn't have comic book knowledge yeah. going into it. Yeah. And because, again, like I said before and in previous episodes, my expectations mm-hmm. for Marvel has kind of lowered. Yeah. For, like, these new projects. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Spider-Man, uh, this new Spider-Man, far, far from home, away from home, coming home, something home. Something home, This yeah. new one. Home. Home. <laughs> I've got... High expectations from yes four yes Thor uh not Ragnarok uh Love and Thunder really I have not watched I have not seen anything or or really done a lot of no I haven't seen anything either no but just because it's Thor, Thor. okay and based off of Thor Ragnarok uh-huh. I have high expectations yes. for that movie yeah because it's got to beat Ragnarok it's got to beat Ragnarok because Ragnarok, Ragnarok was fantastic Ragnarok it was, was phenomenal off, was off the charts. Of the of the Thor movies, that one is all will always yes. be my favorite. Yes, yeah. Um, but Eternals comes out Friday. Yeah, eh. yeah. And is that going to be connected to the Doctor Strange thingy, or is that just a, a total side project? Well, no. There, it's it's their introduction into the Marvel universe. the Marvel universe. Okay, so they're going to be. Somewhere, somehow in, they're gonna somehow. tie it. Yeah, because they do. Okay. They do themselves um, mention why they didn't interfere with Thanos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they're gonna. Yeah. It's it's gonna play a part somehow. Okay. okay. Um. But we all know. Again, I don't need to go back into how I feel about Wandavision. We all know we don't need to go into Loki, uh, Captain America, and Winter Soldier. Like mm, Black Panther two. I have high expectations for. I, yeah. It because it has to be better than even Quantum Mania. Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, the next okay. movie is called Quantum. Oh yeah, yeah. I have See? high expectations for. Yeah, because the last one was. But so good. Shang Chi, I had no expectations yeah. at all. Again, it was just a movie. It was it was a movie that they they're using um, to bridge the gap. Yeah. Into, into the Doctor and Strange. it was like knowing that I had, I had no expectations for them to meet. Who to meet? Shang-Chi. Okay. I had no expectations for them to meet. Mm -hmm. Same thing going with Eternals. Mm -hmm. I have no expectations for them to meet. Mm -hmm. So I might even enjoy that one because these are move like these are Marvel Cinematic movies. Yes. Yes. So in that sense, I guess then yes, they do have um expectations, but they're not high. Yeah. They're not high at all. Like I'm not expecting like much of anything from them mm-hmm. compared to the way I was expecting Endgame to look and like Infinity War and like the movies like that. Like the previous movies, I had high expectations for it. Going forward, I'm just kind of just along for the ride. Yeah, pretty. You know. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride. The first 
the first 20 movies leading up to Avengers Endgame were so incredible and and his you didn't even realize that they were going to be putting all of this together into one big story which made you even and maybe they shouldn't have told us that this was all that this is all supposed to be these are all supposed to be part of one big giant well i think the i think it's the cat's out of the bag now uh-huh because the avengers was done the the the, the first series was done so well that when you got to end game and you started seeing how everything was connected you're sitting there like wow yep. what so, so what an incredible yeah story where now to the it's almost to the point where now it's almost impossible to go back and watch just one of the films. No, you got to go watch all. Like, of them. You kind of like in order to really appreciate what happened. Except in, for Iron Man two and three, and, and Iron Man three. Iron Man three, you can yeah. skip that. You can skip that. You could skip Thor two. Yeah, you can skip. Oh, please, please. I mean, you can't skip Thor two because no. that's how we get one of the Infinity Stones. <laughs> so you kind of you kind of shouldn't skip Thor. If it's your first time watching yeah. it, you have to watch yeah, the to movies watch. we just mentioned. Yeah. But if you're going back for a second watch, you can definitely yeah, skip Thor skip, 2. Skip. And did you know, speaking of which, real quick, this is, did you know that the Tesseract initially wasn't an Infinity Stone? No, it was not. I did. I knew it. When they find, when they revealed that it was, I was like, wait a minute. I said, wait, what do you mean? The, yeah, the Tesseract, and I don't even know where they got the name for that from. That was an interesting name, and I never really looked at, but but I just kind of like just went for the ride. See, but those are the one of the, those are the liberties that they took with the story that I didn't really right mind, that I didn't mind didn't mind, um, because the Tesseract was originally if if you read the comic books was it really called the Cosmic Cube. It was, it was just a, a powerful. It item. was exactly. It was an item of great power. And it had the ability to to shift um, to to make th- to make whatever it, you wanted to happen happen. It was kind of like uh, yeah yeah it was it was it, it could just do stuff, and it, the, the person who wielded it um, could just make stuff happen. But it was called the cosmic cube. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh heck, it's the cosmic cube. And then it was like the tesseract. I was like, what are they talking about? I saw the. They're talking about the why are they calling it the tesseract, and then it was eventually it was just like you know what, I'm just gonna ride it out. Yeah, you're just gonna ride and, it out. And found out that it was that it contained one of the infinity and infinity stones, which I, I was like, okay, that'll work. Okay, sure, <laughs> that'll work. Because yeah, you gotta you gotta put it there somehow. Yeah, exactly. It's like okay, so you know that'll work. All right, cool. That's that's not bad. You know what else was really weird? Um, the infinity stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, beings of great power, like stones, six stones of great power, mm-hmm. and the fact that like the universe, the universe mm-hmm. is vast. Yes, yeah, I got the end of where you get ready to go. How <laughs> did so many of them end, end up, up on Earth? Earth? Yeah, like they only had to go off world for two stones. Yeah. Yeah. How how did all basically all, all of, of them, them end, end up, up on Earth? Earth? Yeah. We'll have to ask. No, I I get it. Three stones. Because the um Thanos gave Loki the scepter which had the mind stone. Yes. In it. Which was the one that was in the Tesseract? No. 
No. That was the one that was in that scepter he had. Yes. Which one was in the Tesseract? Now that, now that I think about it, um, the um, the Space Stone, the Times, the Times, the Space, the Space Stone. Okay, that was the one that let Thanos travel. Okay, okay, okay. The Space Stone. Okay, yeah. But I was like, fam, how did all of these millions and millions and millions and billions, mil- billions of planets, yeah, and all of them have, and all of them end up on Earth? We'll have to ask the Watcher. Because I'm like, fam, how you just watch this happen? Yeah. You could have came in and took a stone and said, you know what? This is not fair. Let me put this over here somewhere. But, um, yeah. That, that, so, yeah. again. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. That's how, I, that, that's, that's how I felt about it. Again, was it was beautifully made. Um, had, it had a lot of good potential. But for me, the story just, just because, again, because of my expectations of the story, um, I really, I really expected more. And to me, the story, even though it was, it was, it was a well-made movie. To me, the story was was sloppily written. I mean, sometimes we we in our quest to be politically correct, you know, when we we end up doing too much. Yes. And not to say that you should not endeavor to be, but sometimes in the process of trying to be politically correct, and you end up doing more harm than good because whereas whereas you or or it makes you just shut down instead of being creative you're shutting yeah. down your you don't, instead of being more instead of being more creative to me the writers should have been more creative that and i and i and i understand that this was supposed to be for the asian for asian culture this was supposed to be their black panther Yes. And to me, it wasn't. Y'all owe them. So don't think you got off the hook with this one. (laughs) You hear me, Marvel? Do not think you got off the hook with this one. It was okay. It was a it was a it was a cute beginning. You still owe them. You still owe the Asian you still owe the Asian community their Black Panther movie. And not that you want to compare it or make it no, but you oh to me you the shame. No, nah, if you if you start something, you gotta you gotta finish it. You gotta finish it, and you gotta keep it going. You gotta finish it. You gotta finish it. You could I think the the, the story the story for Shan Chi was could have been done a a heck of a lot better. Um, yeah, because when he did the command mail wave at the end, I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> And uh, and then next thing you know, you got the flying dragon, and I'm thinking like, am I watching Mulan? Okay, I'm thinking about Mushu. What was that? Was that was that, that was his name? Mushu. Mushu. I'm like, oh, a big giant Mushu. I was, I was like, okay. yeah, I was just like, okay. I did like I said, I appreciate the. One of the things I did appreciate of the movie was how they. The action scenes mm-hmm. weren't cut to pieces. No, no. They were very fluid, and yeah. that's just because of you saw the time that the actors took. Yes. Because then, what's my girl name from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Mich- Michelle Yeoh. Yes. Michelle Yeoh. Like yeah. you could just you could just tell like they they took the time they know what they're doing so it wasn't like it wasn't cut 
all to pieces. Because, for example, if you watch a black, like, watch Black Widow, mm-hmm. a Black Widow fighting scene mm-hmm. in comparison to a Shang-Chi fighting scene. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, you go and catch that same fight scene from, like, eight different angles. Yeah. Because that's just how long it took them. To do it. To get that one scene. Yeah. It took them, like, three days to shoot that one right, scene. Right, to shoot that one scene. Whereas yeah. in Shang-Chi, you could tell, oh, they got this. They got this right. And they had maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Maybe two takes. Yeah. I, I definitely appreciate that. And, you know, when you don't have to cut a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed. I, I I didn't. I didn't come out the theater like, oh my god, this was the worst piece of drivel. I, no, no. I enjoyed the movie for what it was, but again, I just think it could have been and should have been a lot better um, if you were going to do this. And and I'm looking at the, like now that you bring up Michelle Yeoh, and um, to me, there was a, there was such there was there were some really incredible actors there that you did not take full use of you had you had the, the guy who plays the mandarin who plays the, the fake the mandarin. fake man ben, ben, ben kingsley ben kingsley sir ben kingsley you had him and you to me that was a gift given that you wasted yeah because he's one of the most the greatest actors to yes, ever he's grace a, the screen yes he is a prolific actor and but he, and but and and I and I guess because it was him, he even breathed a little bit of life into that character. Yes, but it was still like to me the waste of a good character. Even when they did it, when he played that role in Iron Man three, I was like, this is such that's Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Oh man, y'all, you know, you guys wasted that. That was like having a, you know, serving a a, a fine wine. In a Kool-Aid glass. Now again, Kool-Aid glasses are fine if that's all you got. But you know, to to, to take a or or to take a fine wine and eat it with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's like ah. Yeah, that's not really. You're you're not appreciating it. That's not really appreciating. You're it. not appreciating it. You to say like, all right. Okay, and Marvel has been graced and then has has been blessed to have had some of the greatest you know not just I'm not just talking about the newbies and the, the younger guys but have had some of the greatest old old school actors yeah. that's out there come through those come through those doors and come onto the and screen and now given that all marvel has accomplished still want to come yes to yes. the screen still want to come to the screen and it just came to me don't do like they did the 1960s Batman, where it started out. But well, even though it, it it still ended out in oh, no, it did. It, it, it's been it does better in um, reruns, right? But it originally started out again. Like I said, if you watch the first couple of episodes, I believe the first two episodes dealt with it was the the first villain was the Riddler, and Frank Gorshin played that role. To perfection, he was villainous. He was he was he wasn't even amusing. He was kind of psychotic. You watched him play that role. You're like, oh god, there's something going on. Something really wrong with that character right. in the head. But again, um, and even in the corny Batman outfits, you know, the 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 the, 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 the Burt Ward and Adam West played the roles 
a lot more, I mean, seriously. And they and it made a big difference. But you don't want that to shift again. Talking about in with the with the in in Marvel today, you don't want to end up doing that, you know, and just having it. All right, be, have it play better in reruns. Right. You know, have it play better in reruns. You want it to be not not after you've come off. No, you have a standard now. You have you got to a keep standard. up with it. You got a standard. You have a standard. You know, don't get sl- you know. I, my my was like, don't get sloppy. Yeah. Do not get sloppy don't with get the sloppy. Do, don't get sloppy because the other guys are watching. And uh, DC's waiting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're they're waiting yes. like a tiger. Yeah. They are waiting. They are waiting, and they are waiting to strip your shine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah. are waiting. So. And it seems like they're gearing up to do it too. They are. They most certainly are. If they do. If they can bring, if they can, you know, and since we're there just for a minute, because I know we're over time, or yeah, might be a little over. A little over. But, but just um, when they first announced Robert Pattinson playing the Batman, mm-hmm. and then the cast that was they were building around him, I was like, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. oh, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. But the more I see the previews and the more I you know, read about this, I'm like, I'm looking at the preview. I'm looking at the previews. I'm looking looking at their performances in the previews. I'm looking at it. I said, you know what? This movie might have some potential. And then to read about the how they're trying to do um, Flashpoint. Yeah. If they pull that off. Yeah, they might. They, they're going to have some contenders. If they can pull that off. And I still think... Um, what would help too? I definitely thought the third Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises was great. Yes, I, uh, that's a, that's I watch I watch it. To Bane this. and Talia Al Ghul yes. was fantastic. Thank Tom you. Hardy did that role. Yes, yes, yeah. Still think, I still think, um, what might have been just a little bit might might have been a better movie. Mm-hmm. Because I'm learning more about him, and because they did like more recent uh, cartoon movies about the Riddler, mm-hmm. I think he needs another shake in that like darker role. Exactly, and they, I think they should give it to Johnny Depp. Yeah, he plays eccentric. I think he's crazy enough. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. get the job done. And because that's what that happens in the in the they don't make the Riddler crazy enough or malevolent enough to be considered a contender, even yeah. though he was in Hush. But um, to pull that over into the movies, I'm wondering. I, I'm 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 kind of interested now because one of the main again one of the characters is the Riddler. Uh, who's do you remember who's playing him? No, because I'm going to be honest. Uh-huh. I saw Pattinson as Batman and I stopped caring. <laughs> to be honest <laughs> originally i did too but then my curiosity just kept getting the better of me and it was like the more i watched oh no don't get me wrong i'm gonna go see it yeah the more I, I haven't seen a trailer yeah because my, i don't want that to sway my decision my son won't watch him for the same reason he's like you know he's like i don't i can't watch the yeah, trailers I'm, I'm not gonna see the trailer he said because uh, i don't want that to influence yeah whether or not i'll go see actually see the movie so I'm gonna I'm gonna go see it mm-hmm. yeah. again. My expectations are in the floor. 
like like under it, like right under mm-hmm. because again, Pattinson, I've been in a couple arguments with like a few friends who told me that I sh- that that's not where my opinion should be because it's Pattinson mm-hmm. and that he is actually a really good actor and that um because the one movie like i was like i was talking to a friend of mine he was like yo you should go see he was like i was like pattinson as batman is just i'm not they shouldn't do that like i'm not they shouldn't do that i'm still not really like i'm like fam they shouldn't do that yeah and he was like have you seen remember me i said fam if that's your argument they really shouldn't (laughs) do that Like if your argument for why Pattinson why they should, should be is... Batman is remember me? No. 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 <laughs> they definitely shouldn't. So, again, I'm going to go watch it. Mm-hmm. I think that uh Zoe Kravitz is will be a welcome addition. Yeah. As Selena Kyle, and she looks she looks good. I think she'll look I she think looks, she will she do looks good. Uh I think no one can do worse than Halle Berry. So yeah, no, no, they can't. No, the sky's the limit for you. Yeah, it's it's it, it has the potential it, it, to to be a really really good, a really good. And if it is, great. Um, I guess, it, and the, and the only character they really haven't really shown because I, I I know the villains are Catwoman and the Riddler, and I think there's a third one. I'm not sure, and the Penguin. I believe it's the penguin. I'm not 100% sure. He's got a lot to live up to, too. Yeah, he's got. Because Gotham as a whole wasn't a. It wasn't great. No. But uh, what's his face as the penguin in that show? Who? Talking about on the. on Talking about Gotham? Gotham. He. He killed that role. He killed it. He was so. He was incredible. He was incredible. He killed that role. Matter of fact, he was one of the reasons I kept watching. Yes. He was one of the reasons I kept watching. Because the Penguin was one of the best things. Yeah. The Penguin and the Riddler. And the Riddler. Yeah. Were two of the best yes. things going on that show. Yeah. See, because here's the thing. In the Batman comics, Batman is good. Batman is awesome. Batman is all that. You know, but it's he'd be nothing. Without his villains. Without the villains. He would be, He'd be nothing. Nobody would nobody would read them. We would read those. And books nowhere is that shown better. And I, we're not gonna stay on it, but the Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Lego Batman movie was fantastic. Yeah, that's it's Oh, should we just get an echo? Okay. All right, go ahead. Um but the Lego Batman movie was fantastic. I one, I love all the Lego movies. Yeah. But the Lego Batman movie That was good. That was funny. I enjoyed more than anything yeah. in the world. I will watch that over and over, over and over again. again. Yeah. Though I did understand, I did see, and I was like, when I looked at like the casting list, uh-huh. the actor who played Voldemort, yeah, was in the Lego Batman movie, but didn't voice Voldemort. Really? Yeah. I was like, fam, you had the moment right there. Oh, get out! Because no. Voldemort was in the movie. No. Yes, I know, I know, and he and he didn't do Voldemort. He didn't do Voldemort. Who's who did he do? Um, now I gotta find it. Oh, because he didn't. He was in the movie, but he definitely did not voice Voldemort. Oh no! It was. 
like I said, yeah, the Batman, bat, the Batman mythos, and the whole Batman telling of the story—it's always been about the villains. Matter of fact, I was talking to you about the Pinterest page. Yes. One of the pages I have set up is dedicated not to Batman. I have one to dedicated to Batman, but I also have one dedicated to Bat villains. Okay. And but the caption underneath it is, I said Bat villains, because the night exists. The night N K N I G H T. Okay. Because the night exists. Oh, I didn't know that. Zoe Kravitz uh-huh. voiced Catwoman in the Lego Batman oh, movie. Get out of here! Yeah. Oh man. That is one. There were a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, there were. There were a lot of big names. There were a lot of big names in that movie. Um, where is it? Okay, I passed it. No, you know, what help? Who voiced Voldemort? That's what I need to know. Yes, because Ralph Fiennes. Yes. Yeah. I think. Nope. He played Voldemort in the Harry Potter. Goblet of Fire. Because that's what Voldemort came back. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm seeing if I can find the. Um... Mm-mm. A picture of um, Fu Manchu. All right. I guess not. No, IMDb. I'm not going to get the app. Leave me alone. But yeah, Eddie Izzard voiced Voldemort in the Lego Batman movie, but that's not who voiced him. And yeah, it is Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. He he voiced him in the movie. No, Ralph Fiennes played, he played Alfred. Oh, he, played, yeah, he played. Yeah, he played Alfred. He played Alfred in the Lego Batman movie instead of instead of Voldemort. But he played Voldemort. This is what Fu Manchu. Okay, I see now. Yeah. I see now. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah, I see now. Uh-huh. I see now. But all right. I'm great. going to get out of here. Yes, yes. We're going to get out of here. This was another good one. Another good one. Yes, yes. Hope you guys are listening and, you know, you guys are listening and that you are enjoying this journey with us. And that, you know, again, we always invite, you know, again, we we invite your comments, your criticisms and your input you know that anything you can say to to help us to make the show better be nice and a place on the couch if you vaccinated yes, yes. <laughs> if you vaccinated if you vaccinated we got a place on the couch here for you there you go to come there join in on the conversation one more reason to get that vaccinated so you can come and do that right because then you know we if do. you got issues we got i'll have you on the show so you come talk about them that's right 
we, you know, we, we're open again. Well, as we said last time we talked, you know, we're open. It's an open dialogue. We have room, and we like to talk. And we we're, you know, and and at the end of the day, we still may not agree, but at least we, you know, you you had something to think about. Right. And the conversation is had, and exactly points were made because again, exactly the answer is always going to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So yeah, until the next episode. We're gone. Peace.